the Ticats Audio Network. This is Speaking with the Enemy. Yes, it is. Speaking with the Enemy, and uh, he might not be the Enemy, but he definitely calls the Enemy, at least this week. Sean Campbell's play-by-play voice of the Montreal Alouettes for TSN 690 in Montreal, and he's with us now, Sean. Um, this seems like a big game for the Alouettes. Like, probably like the biggest game of the season for them right now. Yeah, coming off that loss against Toronto last week, I think that that kind of left a bad taste in their mouth, and they really want to, you know, turn things around. You know, the Ottawa Red Blacks have two wins, and the Owls have two wins. And if you look at the Red Blacks and the Owls, you would think that there's a difference between those two teams. But right now, there isn't. And the Owls have to prove that they're better than the Red Blacks, and then they have to prove that they're better than the Argos. And, you know, the getting ready for the Ticats, that's another, you know, proving ground for them. And they believe they're a lot better than their record shows. So, yeah, I think it is a very big game. Yeah, and, you know, the Ticats obviously have some guys coming back. Um, but And they've also done a really good job of containing William Stanback. It seems like the only game where he hasn't really gone off was against the Ticats. How do you feel like they kind of counteract what they saw against Hamilton last time to try and get him going uh, for a bigger game, a game we're more, like to see him, more used to seeing him do this season? Yeah, that game in Montreal, the defensive line of Hamilton was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Could not get anything. And we've seen great uh, penetration from the offensive line, from the Owls, creating holes. And I've been giving them huge kudos, even in their losses. I'm like, you know, the offensive line and Will Stanback, they're doing their job. They're protecting Vernon Adams Jr. They're getting those runs. But that game against Hamilton, it was their toughest one. So we'll see what kind of game plan Kahari Jones will have against Hamilton, see if they're going to be able to maybe, you know, not the run pass option, but maybe some more play action uh, to kind of fool the defensive line just a little bit. Maybe you'll see Vernon Adams Jr. run on set plays. He runs a lot, not on set plays. They do have the quarterback draw and, and plays where he's able to run with the ball and he has that freedom and he's a very dangerous runner. But maybe they'll have more set plays there, which could free things up, making a defensive lineman or a linebacker kind of shade towards the quarterback, a little bit towards Will Stanback. That could open things up. But, you know, it's just pretty much, you know, when you get into that battle of the way that Will Stanback runs, one offensive line versus one defensive line, one has to push the other. Last time it was Hamilton that won. Maybe it's just, a, you know, um, it's just it's going to be about strength. Who wants it more? Maybe that's what it's going to be like uh, this weekend. Yeah, it, it should be a great game because, you know, like you said, Hamilton's defense has been good. Obviously, Montreal, their offense. To that point, Vernon Adams Jr., I feel like we have this conversation. We had this conversation definitely the first time these two teams played. Do we know who he is yet? Like, is he is he ready? Is Can he make the next step to be into the elite conversation of, of CFL quarterbacks? Is, 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 that, is that too far off right now, or what, what would you like to see from him? No, I don't think it's too far off. I think when you watch him play and he's on, he's there. But what makes you an elite quarterback in the CFL is that you're there every week. That you, you know, it's the consistency. His high end equals anybody in this league when he's on his game. His high end, I don't think that there's any doubt about the skill set that he has. It's the consistency that has plagued him this year. 2019 is kind of a coming out party there in the CFL. There was still inconsistencies, but everybody saw that high end. You look, he leads the league in the touchdown passes. That's, that's Vernon Adams Jr., but he makes decisions 
that puzzle you sometimes. Throw the ball away. It's okay if you have to punt. You are in good field position. You're going to keep them. And he just always wants to make a play. He always wants to be on the highlight reel. And he has to be able to take a deep breath and just, and I think that's the only thing that's missing for him. It's the only thing. And he talks about it all the time and he knows what he needs to do, but I think he's a guy that's in the moment and he goes, I have something right here. And it's like, no, you don't. And I, well, I, I think that's where, where it is with VA. And we talked about, he's, like he's got a chip on his shoulder. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He leaves it all out on the field. And that's what you want to see from your quarterback. But I mean, how does he find that consistency? Because we all know it. He knows it. What, what's it going to take for him to kind of figure it all out? Uh, I, I think that they have all the pieces, and I think it has a lot to do with Will Stanback. I think when you have a running game like Will Stanback, that really opens up everything in the passing game. So when you do throw it in the passing game, just make sure you're not throwing it away. Like the Owls have no problem on second and 10 running the ball because we're, we're seeing 10, 12, 13-yard runs all the time from Will Stanback. They've done it and gotten the first down, and it wasn't just a throwaway down. It's, it's planned that way. And and I think that really helps Vernon Adams Jr. And the other thing is, it's just time. I think he just needs time. Uh, I've always said this. I know he's in year four, but you almost need two full, three full seasons starting in, as a quarterback in the CFL to understand how it all works. And he's, he's kind of halfway through year two as a starter. He's been in the league. He's seen it. So I think, you know, you would think at the halfway point of this season, he's going to turn a corner. The Owls want him to turn a corner. They need him to turn a corner. Because you go back, there's just a couple games, and they would be four and two. I know the Patrick Levels after the game felt that they should be six and zero oh, uh, because they're not losing by a lot; they're just losing by a play or a decision here or there. And honestly, this team is two and four, but they could easily be four and two. So, does that make the coaching decisions that have been made the last week or so make a little bit more sense? You know, like you said, if, they, if it's a team that's, if it's, a, you know, you're not going to fire your, your whole staff, you're not going to fire your whole defense, but like these little coaching mm-hmm. changes that have been made throughout the week, um, do you feel like this is Danny Machocha kind of tweaking, trying to find what, what's going to work moving forward the rest of the way this season? Yeah, they made that decision on the defensive line and, uh, Greg Quick's now going to take over the defensive line, and it, it seemed that the players are okay with it. They didn't, uh, you know, they didn't feel like what was happening. Now they've they've gotten their sacks, but they feel that there there's players missing the rotation. Uh, there's guys that are sitting on the bench. You're like, why is he sitting? He should be on. So I, I, I'm going to be very interested to see how the rotation works and who's going to be starting and who's going to be, uh, you know, the next man up. Because you know, most defensive lines they rotate in everybody, anyways. Uh, but we'll see what that change does. They don't blitz much. Uh, they really just rely on that defensive line. Maybe that's going to change overall with the defense that we'll see a little bit more on the blitzing. Like the Owls, they really just trust that front four to get to the quarterback. And they've done a decent job. Uh, but, you know, they just, you know, leave that secondary to do its job. And that secondary, too, has had its ups and downs. And they haven't, you know, it's a CFL. You, you give up big plays. But I think they're just looking for a little bit more from their defense. So maybe that coaching change will provide that spark. Well, I was just about to say, because like, I'm pretty sure I have the stat right. The, 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 the Alouettes have, what, seven sacks all season, and six of them came in that game against the Ticats? I mean, like, they, they did have a big game against the Ticats. I know that, those six sacks. So they have to be looking at this as an opportunity. You know, especially a guy like Coulter Woodmansey, he's making his CFL debut at that right guard spot. This D-line yeah. is probably going to want to impress their coach with a big game here. 
Yeah, and you know, you, you, they brought in Almondo Sewell, the, the the veteran, and 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 Simmons. So a lot of new faces. Woody Barron uh, had a good start, but he's tapered off a little bit. David Menard as well. It's gotten a couple sacks, but not much other than that. So. Uh, you know, I think that they're excited. I think that they're going to be motivated and, and, and maybe, you know, playing Hamilton is going to provide that maybe, you know, knowing that it's, you know, the top team in the East right now, if you, if you lose this one first place might be out of, out of reach at this point of the season. So I, I, I think that a lot hangs and, and I'm going to keep an eye on that defensive line. Yeah, it should be an interesting matchup. You kind of mentioned it. You kind of teed it up there a little bit because you you, you kind of said it's going to come down to who wants it more, who's who's going to push harder, yeah. and, and especially in that line game. The Montreal Alouettes will win this game if what? Vernon Adams Jr. is consistent. <laughs> uh, we're going back to that one. I, you know, I, I we've seen them. I, I could say that Will Stanback has a huge game, but he's had huge games and they lose. He's had 139 yards and they lost. It, that doesn't really happen when you're when your running back runs for that much. It's because you have a big lead in the third and fourth quarter. You're just handing off the ball all the time. Uh, so I'm not going to say it's because William Stanback ran all over. I think it's just the consistency in it. You know, it's the consistency. You, you could miss the deep ball. Where, where you start to see that it's going to be a tough night for Vernon Adams Jr. is if he just throws behind a receiver a little bit on a on a 10-yard out or, you know, the, the, the slant to slot back to seven yards and he just misses the guy. It's like those are the ones that he has, you know, missed. And then when you see it early in the game, he's hitting that. It's second and seven, first down, 10-yard catching play to Jake Winicky just sliding in. I'm like, all right, he's on. He's, he's not missing that mark. And I, I think that that's the, that's the biggest thing. It's just the consistency. If he, they could get some consistent drives and get points on the board. And, and I could add into this is their red zone has been awful this year. Uh, they've kicked so many short field goals, turnovers from the 15-yard line. They have to convert uh, in the red zone. They just haven't done it enough. Yeah, both the Ticats and the Alouettes coming to this one, 50% uh, touchdowns uh, in the red zone, both numbers. Brutal. We, we know the Ticats offense has struggled. Like I'm, I'm excited because this seems like it's the first time we've seen Hamilton kind of at its fullest. Um, yeah. yeah, they're missing Dane Evans, but you got Braylon Addison back. You got uh, – you know, you got Speedy B coming back. It'll be a good game because I get the sense that it'll be a, a huge emotional letdown for the Ticats if they lose this game. And it'll be just the opposite. I mean, I feel like for the Alouettes if, if, if they win, right? Like, I feel like the Alouettes oh, yeah. can, could use the momentum from this win to go forward. Well, if the Ticats lose this game, then I have to come on the air on Monday and say, like, okay, guys, what do you think of the Ticats? Well, that's it. If they win this game. And then it propels them into a back-to-back against the Ottawa Red Blacks. Yeah. And, you know, it's divisional games. It's the Red Blacks. No offense to the Red Blacks, but I think we know where they – I know they had a great game against Edmonton this past week, but and that was the best I've seen the Red Blacks look like. Uh, but the Owls have had their number. And it, a back-to-back, I think, is just what the Owls would need if they got that win. Now, if they lose, of course, the back-to-back's perfect too, but then you don't want to go into those games doubting yourself. You could go in there on a – on a high after beating one of the top teams in the East and then, you know, get a couple more wins and then be right, right at the top with everybody else. Well, uh, I know that the Alouettes will probably hope this isn't their last time in Hamilton uh, this season. You know, maybe they'll get back for a playoff game and then uh, there's a pretty big game that's uh, being held here in uh, December. But uh, Sean, I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, down here at the stadium uh, tomorrow. So thanks for, thanks for doing this and uh, we'll see you here. Yeah. Just got to take a plane and a train and I'll be right there. 
All right, we'll see you soon. This has been Later. Speaking with the Enemy. Thanks for checking us out on the Tight Cats Audio Network.